Get Heavy Podcast, hosted by Craig Casamas and John Scheimer. What's up, guys? Welcome to Get Heavy Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Just wanted to give you guys a reminder that all these episodes are available on audio on most all major podcast outlets. Please rate, subscribe, review, comment, uh, tell your fucking friends. Um, it's been really awesome to see the growth that's been happening and uh, all the feedback I've been getting. Um, it's really encouraging. It makes me want to continue on. So thank you so much for that and everyone that's uh, been a part of the podcast in any way, shape, or form. Um, you guys can always check out our social medias uh, and the YouTube channel, Get Heavy Podcast. Uh, hit those notification bells. Uh, feel free to send me emails, comments, whatever you guys got. Uh, I'd love to hear anything you guys have to say. And I say that knowing what's coming. Uh, having said all that, check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash get heavy podcast for wild ass exclusive tour stories that you hear from these guests. A lot of this stuff you probably couldn't say in the general public. Uh, also bonus content. And these episodes are going up a week early now. So if you want to get the episodes a week before they come out to the general public, check out the Patreon. And as always, we, I got new merch that's going to be dropping soon. I'm going to really start making some hats and T-shirts. I got some masks left. You can check out our Big Cartel page. That is getheavypodcast.bigcartel.com. Check that out. Uh, once again, thanks for all the love and support, and enjoy the episode. David Harthcock. <laughs> what is that? Hi, how are you, man? I am good. How are you doing? Very good. Um <laughs> For those of you who don't know, I've known you since you were 10, maybe? What? How long? I, I think probably 10. Yeah. yeah. I was thinking about this the other day, and I was like, I was like at fourth, fifth grade, something like that. Yeah. Sixth grade, somewhere around there. <laughs> I don't even know how old you are at that age, but. Yeah. I was sometime around. Well, how old are you? 33. You're 33. Oh, damn. You are younger. Yeah. Because yeah. I'll be 39. Yeah. Yeah, because you were a tiny little dude when I we met. Very, yeah, <laughs> you know it was crazy, and we met at, at Horizon, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How'd you? How did you end up there? Uh, I know how I ended up there. Yeah, I mean, for me, it was just my sister going to shows. Yeah. In the Christian punk scene of yeah. Ventura, California. That's right, man. Uh, at that time, it was the easiest way to get my parents to let me to go to things. <laughs> it was like right. fourth, fifth grade. You know, yeah. I don't know that my parents would have been as open. To meet at, like, going to punk shows and, you know, hanging out with, like, older punk kids, you know, if it wasn't through church, quote-unquote, you know. Right, yeah. Well, it was a weird excuse to be free, right? Because, you, <laughs> yeah. you know, I mean, like, your parent, you grew up, you know, chaos like me, right? Yeah. And I remember, like, we were, it was so funny because back then we were allowed to kind of fucking do whatever oh, because totally. it was under the caveat of we're at church <laughs> yeah, you know what exactly. i mean like but we still got into trouble oh, you know what I mean? like yes. how much trouble dude. yeah I, yeah and you being such a little dude like i think we all took for granted that you were a young you were young like we were I, in the 15s 16s yeah. and you were in the 11 12s jake, you know what i mean i think was a big part of that <laughs> oh jake oh jake dude. yeah i grew up with yeah if you want to turn your chair dude, uh, yeah. you know you can face me and move the mic just where you need. yeah 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 now just pull it right up close oh yeah, yeah. there we go yeah. uh jake oh man jake Peltier, I've, I've known that dude even longer than you we were like right kid kids like 
his parents and my parents were friends and that's where it was like they made the mistake of letting me hang out with Jake. Uh, yeah, which is a huge mistake. <laughs> yeah. And uh yeah, that was like a kind of the start through him and uh I kind of met you and uh Chris and just like that whole scene of people and I was just like, "Oh, yeah. this is sick." Yeah, <laughs> man. Casey was... and uh you know Todd not as much, I guess, at that time. Yeah, he was old. He was kind of out of... Uh, he Brett, was definitely out of our scene. Yeah, right? Brett was my age, and me and him were kind of the, the young kids, and uh, Lauren's little sister, Danny. Yeah. We were all the the youngins at the time in that world, which was... It was, yeah. again, cool to have that, you know? Yeah, I think about those days, so... I mean, I, I don't have any ill... I, like, ill things towards that, you know, yeah, that yeah. time in my life, you know, Same. being in Horizon, because... Yeah, yeah. It, it, first of all, I, half of my friends that I met, I, I'm still friends with. Oh, you know what I mean? And yeah, the ones yeah. that I don't talk to anymore, I probably wasn't ever going to talk to anyway. You know what <laughs> yeah, I mean? yeah, totally. That's um, exactly but I how just, I feel. dude, the amount of shit we got away with at that, like in that church, because it was a, it was a wildly safe space. Oh yeah, like we could skateboard. Oh we were, yeah, we listened to punk rock. It was they let us do shows. You know all this shit. But then, like, the, the caveat shows. was that your parents, like, yeah. if you just told them you were going to a church thing, they didn't even question you. Oh, not that. at all. <laughs> yeah. It was like, whether it was hanging out with friends or whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah. And even and half of it wasn't even church things. Yeah, know? exactly. And it's like, even as I got older and, you know, I was like 13 or 14 and I was like, oh, this doesn't actually make sense to me at all. And, like, being like, I don't believe yeah. any of this. There's still, like, friends there and there was still, right. like shows happening there, you know, like, that I wanted to go to, yeah. so I was like, well, I'm, I'm still going to keep going. 100%. I mean, yeah. all of our first bands were started there, yeah. you know what I mean? As far as the religion thing goes, like, yeah, you know, those who believed blindly uh, were always, thank you, yeah, uh, that breaking good. that mic for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah it's good. Those who believed blindly were always odd anyway, you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, and you're yeah, like, totally. without asking hard questions and asking yourself hard questions yeah. and shit like that, you know what I mean? But Yeah, I mean, to me... Some of my, like, longest-standing friendships, like Alex Pion, like, we're still super close. Every time I'm up in Seattle, like, we're always hanging out and, oh yeah, you know, people that go deep, you and I, you know, like, mm-hmm. we're always still talking and stuff. And, you know, Casey, I'm always trying to check in on him and, yeah, you man. know, it's cool. You know, it's, I, I talk to Jake, I try to you every once in a while. Do you still talk to him? I get random text messages from him that yeah. are usually Jake-related text messages. Do you really? Okay, because yeah. I have not spoken yeah. with him in years and years and years and years. And and for those of you, my our buddy Jake is uh, Jake Peltier. Moger, as some people Moger know. people yeah. know him. I mean, you know, Senor yeah. Hey Hey. Yeah. You know what I mean? He was the, he's the Mexican Gigi Allen, essentially. Yeah. I mean, he is the most out-of-fucking-control yes. human I've ever met. I. That kid has made me laugh harder than anyone I've ever met in my entire Hands life. Down. I'll never down. forget, there was a time when he lived with me. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, he was staying in the... Oh, yeah. I lived in a garage, like, in the back oh, of the yeah, garage my mom had built. Or, no, 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 this no, was, oh, this was when, at my mom's yeah, house in yeah. Victoria. And he was, like, living there with uh, me because he's just a fucking night. You know? Yeah. And I loved him to death. We shared a fucking bed. Like, yeah. literally. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Is that where the possum? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll talk, yeah. tell the possum story. Right? I'll never forget the time. He came. We were at the beach one day. And uh, he's fucking around the water. And Jake is the fattest, skinniest person I've ever met. <laughs> yeah. Like, he has yeah. the skinniest legs you've oh, ever yeah. seen and Another the biggest guy. gut, right? Yeah. And so he's frolicking around in the water, and we're down at Solomar. 
and he comes out of the beach, dude, and you know he's always obsessed with like big Mexican oh, yeah. mustaches. He has this black shit all over his face, <laughs> right? And I'm I'm watching him come out of the water. And I'm like, the fuck's on his face? Like seaweed? Like what is that? And he's getting closer, and I'm like, no. I'm all, bro, did you just put tar on your face? He's like, yeah, man, I fucking found it. Look at the mustache. <laughs> I'm like, dude, try to get that off. Oh, no. <laughs> and he just goes, oh, 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 and he's just scraping tar off of it. And he had the shitty mustache anyway. Yeah. It's ripping his hair out. His uh, fucking lips are bleeding. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it was ridiculous, dude. Yeah. Ridiculous. He's the most ridiculous human I've ever fucking met. Yeah. And he was consistently doing shit like that. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, everything he did was like, it wasn't for stunt. Oh, it's just him, him. you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, just him. You know? I remember one time my mom and sisters were going, you know, I, I don't know, some of my family was leaving town and we were, uh, <laughs> I had you all over, and I, I was, I don't know, 14, 15 right. at the time yes. or something, and we, we were doing our uh, naked spa parties. Oh, yeah, and, that's right. <laughs> But oh, I know. Yeah, the naked spa uh, parties. Dude. And I had Jake, like just out of nowhere, was like hanging out. He's like, "Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be hanging out." So you know, of course, my parents. I'm like, "Oh, I'm gonna stay back and hang with Jake at the house." You know, oh, well, Jake's gonna be there. You yeah, know? no problem. Yeah, Fine, everything's yeah. all safe. Uh, we had this dog at the time, and I just remember we were like trying to name her. It was this little foster, and mm-hmm. me and him were like, "Oh, let's name her uh, Kira." For, you know. For Oh, that's right. Okay, okay. And then he just like he's like, dude, check this out. And he like busts out this like camo bandana and like like sews a doom patch on. He's like, no, she's a little crusty dog, you know. (laughs) I'm just like, of course, Jake. He's out of control, dude. Yeah. I mean, the amount of times you know when he was living at my house, like I said, we shared a bed. At one point, we went to a thrift store, and he convinced me to buy. We we found like a massive box of uh, like Jolly Jump. Balls, oh, like yeah, jumper yeah. balls. Yeah, yeah. And we filled the whole entire room with them, dude. And lived in it for like two fucking weeks. Oh, like, man. And it was so much that it was to the level of my bed, right? Which is on the floor. Oh, yeah. You know, and so now uh, every day I'm getting up, dude, and I'm like having to trump through like ball, you know, the, yeah, the yeah. bouncy balls. And so they're getting kicked everywhere. And me and Jake are fucking, at the point, like, now we're like getting in fights with them. We're oh, fucking, yeah. you're getting whipped in the face with them constantly, dude. It was like, it was so out of control. You wake up, you're on them, you know, and it, <laughs> and eventually, like uh, two weeks into it, I'm like, "This is a terrible idea." Oh, it was eleven dollars for two massive. Boxes, I believe it, you know? man. I, mean, I, I don't know what the worst idea. Of all time. <laughs> it sounded so good, yeah, you know. But we would live in like we lived in a jumpy house essentially, <laughs> yeah. for fucking ever, oh, you know. Man. But then that possum story, man, uh, in that same garage, uh, me and Jake come home, and I'm. Uh, the garage was built out such that the front part was a garage and they had converted the back into, it was half laundry room and then a little divider wall and then me, um, and then, uh, and so I walked by the window that's in the garage and I'm like, what the fuck is that, dude? You know what I mean? I'm like, that's a trip. That's like a big furry ass thing in this window, dude. And so I'm like, I'm looking at it from the outside of the garage and then I'm I'm like, that's a fucking possum, dude. Because I know there's some thing uh, above my garage, yeah, like on totally. my roof. And I'm like, son of a bitch, dude. <laughs> so I get in there, and me and Jake, and at the garage at this point is where our band practices. I have mattresses lining the walls, try to keep yeah, the neighbors off the house. Yeah, yeah. And so me and Jake get all sweatshirted up, dude. 
like full fucking you know full garb. Yeah, and we. Uh, <laughs> I have a fucking. I have like a like a rake. Oh, and he yeah. has a fucking bat. You know what I mean? And we don't even know what we're gonna do. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And I just remember like, like poking at this fucking possum with the rake, and it just <laughs> like attacks this thing. Oh. And I'm like, ah, you know. So we end up chasing this fucking possum through the garage for about an hour, dude. Oh, man. And so finally, we get it behind this. Uh, it climbs behind a mattress, and it's hanging onto the mattress on the back. <laughs> and so I get a fucking fishing net, and uh, I'm like, Jake. You gotta grab the mattress, and when I tell you, rip that motherfucker open, and I'm gonna net it, dude. And so we, I, he does it, dude, and I fucking net this possum, and it's a just terrorizing this fishing net, dude. And I run from my house across Victoria, screaming, ah! fucking running, and I just. Woo! And I whipped the whole thing into the fucking little barranca. Oh, yeah, right there, right. Uh, and just fucking run way. back, oh, dude. Man. It was like two hours, but every night with that kid was like that. Dude. Yeah, totally. And then it got dark, you know what I mean? Oh, he started yeah. getting, you know, he started going off the rails and hanging yeah. out with fucking a bunch of heroin addicts. And then yeah. at that point, I was like, you gotta go. Dude. Yeah. I can't, you know, yeah. I'm down for fun shenanigans, yeah. right? But that's a, that's a lot, you know, yeah. that, that whole shit, dude. It was, you know, it got a little much. And yeah. I hope he's doing well. Same, same. Jake, if you're I, out there, please yeah. hit me up, dude. I'd love to fucking talk to you. Uh, yeah, like I said, I'd get these random text messages from him. I, I was out in Portland, uh, I don't know, a few years ago when we were, like, texting a bit. And I tried to hit him up, and he was telling me, he's like, oh, I'm living in, like, a van or something in a driveway. And I was like, sweet, dude, I'm... I'm probably walking by it right now, like, where yeah. you at? And then, where was this at? In Portland. Oh, okay. Is where he, I, at least at this time, he was there. Right. He never got back to me, just kind of like... Yeah, he's uh, going to be, what, you know, I don't know, I hope yeah. he's doing all right, but he's Same. truly one of the most unique fucking people. Like, oh, yeah. we went, we took him on, uh, we played some shows in San Francisco, and we took him with us. You might have been there, I don't know. It was like some big fucking show, it was at some weird church. Yeah, and uh, we got to sleep in the church. Like oh, they let whoa. us crash there, right? And Jake is just being Jake. It's, yeah, I think it's Anthesis or it's God Shaped Void. Yeah, or yeah. one of these bands. One right? of those time old old bands. Yeah. And I like Jake's just being out of fucking control. Like, yeah. He's annoying the fuck out of uh, I think Chad. You know, oh, what I mean? all, yeah. he's getting the officer negative guys <laughs> yeah. on. And, you know, he's just being Jake. Dude. Yeah, and I remember he just like wouldn't go to sleep. It's like three in the morning, you know. And uh, I wake up, dude, and he's fucking. He's in. He's in his own little fucking room, and he's got a. He had a sombrero on the whole time, and he's fucking. He's going. He's dancing around his own sombrero, like by himself. Like there's no one. And I walk in, and I'm just immediately like, "We are out of your fucking mind, dude!" Like, but he was like that so much. And even as a kid, I remember like when we were like kid kids. You know, he's. A few years older than me, um, and I remember going like one of the first times I ever met him. I was like, I went over to his house, and he like gave me this fake combat knife, and he was just like, "Here, I want you to have this." <laughs> and I was like, "Okay, all right, yeah, cool, cool. yeah." I was I'm all stoked, 12, you know what I mean? It's all like spray painted by him, I'm sure, and it yeah. was just like, "This is sick," you know. <laughs> It's such uh, a, yeah. it's such good times, man. But yeah, yeah, I, I think back to all those fucking things we used to do. You know, the, I mean, just the amount of terror and chaos we inflicted upon the public. Oh, I mean, making the mall security. Oh my god, all that shit. You know were, what I mean? And were how, you there when we were doing the mall tag for a while? Uh, remind me. Uh, I was probably there for one. I moment. feel like 
there's this period when Casey was working at White Sands and like Chris LeBaron and I and I feel like maybe you were there sometimes. Yeah. I forget who else, but we just were like so bored and we're you know, I I was like tested out of high school or was like doing independent studies. I don't know. We were all bored. We didn't right. do shit at yeah, that time. Yeah. You were out of high school at that point. We were just playing tag in the mall. And we just, like, <laughs> yeah. dead. And all the workers are just looking at us like, what the hell are the these fuckers you guys dudes doing? Well, because it was like, we were pretty much sober. Yeah, you know, most exactly. Of us, you know what I mean? And yeah. it was like, out of pure boredom. You know what I mean? And, like, uh, yeah, there was that. There was the fucking... I mean, we would call... We would go down, the same crew guys, we would go down to the mall and hit the emergency call buttons oh, in the yeah. parking structure, I forgot and the mall security that. would fucking come, and we would light them up with oh. eggs. I mean, just two dozen yeah. plus eggs. And then LeBaron, R.I.P. Yeah. Chris, yeah. I miss you, I love you, he was, he's the skinniest, littlest dude on earth, biggest mouth ever, and this motherfucker got me <laughs> in so much trouble, dude. I mean, he would... You know, he would fucking hit someone. I remember he oh, hit this man. fucking beautiful, like, 64 Impala oh, with an egg once. Uh, yeah, I remember that. Dude, yeah. and, I mean, we, for two and a half hours, got chased by a bunch of homies. You know what I mean? And I'm like, why would you throw it at them? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, but he would, his little mouth, dude, would get me in oh, so, so much, much shit, trouble. dude. The amount of people I had to either punch or almost punch on his behalf oh, is fucking chaos, you know? And I miss him. I love him. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, um, yeah, it was just wild times. Or, like skateboarding oh, yeah. and then like being bored and then calling the cops on ourselves <laughs> right and then running from them like yeah. when they came you know <laughs> like, oh, it was man. ridiculous man oh man i i think about that i also think about the one halloween where i dressed up as a pink taco and chef dressed up as a giant penis and then we ran through the mall and got chased by security and they finally like corner us uh, and i just remember jeff going like and i thought i was the only dick for halloween you know I don't know. I'm, they're looking at me and i'm just like what i'm a pink taco like what's yeah, your problem dude, with the yeah. pink taco they're like you guys sure, were holding buddy. hands and yeah, shit, right? yeah. The they're like sure buddy yeah, yeah like, it was yeah. just pure shenanigans yeah. back then you know but it was all based in fun yeah you know? oh yeah without it i mean until it got weird you know yeah. we started driving by you know once we got cars right now we're fucking you know we're, we're doing you know definitely fucking people's mailboxes up i you know what definitely what I mean? feel like i got some really bad karma i remember right. one time uh I feel really bad saying this, but <laughs> I had, like, we were egging some people, and I just, like, whooped the egg over the top of the car from the, you know, mm-hmm. uh, driver's side in the back, and I do it, and it just goes and hits a homeless dude. Oh, dude. Like, riding a bike or something. Oh, man. Like, just probably already struggling, and I just was like, I oh, felt, so like, horrible, but, like, also, like, damn, I got that. Like, yeah, that man. was, like, a hook. That over was a good one, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. it was just, like... Those times, you know, like yeah, you're just we were such little assholes. Yeah, you know what I mean, for Jesus. <laughs> yeah, that, <laughs> you know, that was the funny part. It was yeah. like we we're little assholes for Jesus. Oh, hold on, Jasper, out! <laughs> God damn you, kid. We got a we got a rogue rogue agent here. Rogue come on, Bubba. No, uh, no, come on over here. Out, dude. Did he open the door? All right, he just the boy walked in. I'm sure. Oh yeah, but um. So, you've moved a thousand times. When did you leave Ventura? Uh, I left Ventura when I was 20, so like 13 years ago. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, I remember you you moved to Portland first? Is that where you went? Where'd you go? No, so I pulled the 
Craig Kasamas, and Uh-oh. I was supposed to move to Portland. Ah, that's right, yeah. <laughs> I was I supposed did. to move to Seattle. Yeah, uh, yeah, I was supposed to move up there with Andy and Clayton. That's and right. Nick okay. Diaz. I, like, talked them all into it. I'm like, we're going up there. Like, I just went up there. It's it's the dream. Like, right. we got to get up right. there. And I got a job in yeah. L.A., and I you know, working in the porn industry at the time, like, and I, you know, just like getting my design career, you know, off the ground. And I was like, I don't know if I'm going to find a job in like Portland, like this, yeah. like new in what I'm doing, you know, like mm-hmm. this is an opportunity I couldn't pass up. In. And, and it is where you were working. So I, I, I have to formally apologize to you because we made fun of you so much oh, yeah. as a kid for being a fucking computer nerd. Uh, yeah, I think you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, literally, like, it was endless. Like, get the f- what the fuck? <laughs> you know, and you're doing shit on this thing, and I'm like, I don't know what you're doing, but yeah. it's annoying. Because, yeah. like, you know what I mean? You're, you're 11, you're fucking seriously good on a computer, you're building them and shit. And I'm like, we would make fun of you so much, and then you, of all people, have gone basically further <laughs> with careers faster than any of us ever did. You know what I mean? Like, and it was just so funny to me that now, many, many years later, I was like, that son of a bitch, he fucking had, he had it, dude. Like, well, and you know, you know being, there's this like weird period where we were like growing up where it was like, thinking of like, it was so unpunk, like to be about technology, right, or, like yeah. use the internet. And I'm like trying to preach this philosophy. I'm like, no, dude, the internet's punk. Like there's all these free resources, right, like, yeah. all this stuff. We can do so much stuff. And I was like trying to get people like. To help me, like, build a zine, mm-hmm. like, online zine library. I never got it off the ground, but, like, there's all these, like, ideas, and I was just like, yeah, we could do so much with it, and now it's, like, everything I ever thought of has already been done, you know? Oh, and, well, yeah, and, and, but you you literally, you would talk about shit, and I'm like, I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> like, yeah. you know what I mean? But you were such an early adopter, like, what, how, like, how did you even get into this shit? Like, I think you just started was, fucking around? Yeah, I think At what of, age? I mean, for me... Like, design-wise and, like, computer stuff, it was just, like, as I was growing up and I saw friends, like, making flyers or, like... Right. You'd be, you know, even, like, website stuff. I didn't know what the hell I was doing back then, but it would yeah. be, like, someone like you being, like, oh, dude, can you build us a website? And I was, like, I'll find out how, you know, yeah, like, yeah. I'll figure it out, yeah. sure. And it was just, I would just do these things and, like, try them and just, like, try to teach myself and, you know, it's just, like, the DIY, like, mentality of, like, well... No one else is going to, like, do this if I don't do it, you know what I mean? Right, and, right. I mean, that was always just, like, kind of, to this day, it's still how I am. Even at my, like, jobs, like, you know, I'm the guy that's looking at new, you know, tools and stuff and, like, trying to, new technologies and stuff. It's just always been how it is. Like, I find it fascinating to, like, yeah. try stuff and, you know, learn stuff in my own way. You know, I test out of high school, you know, took the chespy way out when i was like 16 i know because you were i remember we graduated high school and you're so much younger and then like a year later you're like yeah i'm done i'm like what what do you mean you're done like that's an option yeah what the fuck you what do you mean you're done and then like a year later you're like i got a job i'm out of here yeah what 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 do you mean you got it you're like god damn it dude yeah i i mean it's pretty wild how it all shaped out like i remember going to rio mesa you know in oxnard there wasn't, like, this the equivalent of, like, El Camino in Oxnard. And I was, like, after freshman year, I was, like, you know, intelligent, but I just didn't, like, I kind of just stopped going to school. You know, I was missing so much. I was falling behind. And 
Out of boredom. Out of boredom. All right. I mean, yeah. yeah. And well, just hanging out with older friends too, doing right. shows, or, you know, working the door at shows, doing all this, mm-hmm. you know, different stuff. I was just like, this doesn't interest me, you know? Right. And I remember like the summer freshman, uh, like sophomore year, I was like talking to my mom. I'm like, hey, I just want to do independent studies. Like, you know, a lot of my friends do it in Ventura. Like, and she's like, yeah, okay. Like, and I'm like, well, can you call the school and like figure it out? And she's like, yeah, okay. She told me she had it all figured out. Right. Sophomore year starts. They're like, why isn't David at school? Yeah. And like <laughs> 10 days into going to school, I just like straight up had an anxiety attack. And I was like, I can't keep up with this. Like yeah. my brain just doesn't operate in the same way. I can't be here at the school. Like just pretending like this all makes sense to me. Right. Like, just the habitual side of it, you know what I mean? I right. was just like, no, like, I want to just go do stuff in my life, mm-hmm. you know? And uh, at that point, then, talked to the school board. They tried to transfer me to, like, Ventura School bo- uh, school District to get, get into El Camino. By the time that happened, then the school was filled up, then they had to, like, transfer me back. So there was, like, a few months I just wasn't in school right. at all, just, like, right. wrapped up in the system. Um which I didn't care. Like, I was yeah, like, sweet, whatever, you know. And that's when I think LeBaron actually, like, really took me under his wing and, like, took me to shows in L.A. and stuff. Right. And that's when I, like, met the Bleeding Kansas dudes. Right. Well, I met him when they came out and played with y'all. But, like, yeah. that's when we started going to Burbank and, like, making those deeper and deeper connections. You know, I'd be like, sweet, well, I don't have school. You know what I mean? Yeah, so you're free. I can go, you're yeah. You're a free agent. Yeah. yeah. And eventually I had to go in front of the school board and, like, tell them why... Like, they were like, okay, we do independent study, but only for, like, a very select few of kids a right, year. Right, because it wasn't a real thing. Yeah, though. and they were like, a lot of it is, like, pregnant teens and stuff like that, you know. And they were like, make your case. Yeah. And so I had to go in front of this, like, school board and make my case, and I was like, well, actually. Now let me drop some punk rock <laughs> knowledge on you. Cunts. I was just like, <laughs> I, I, I taught myself how to do stuff in Photoshop. I started learning how to do this, you know, web design stuff, and... I just, like, told them, like, I'd rather just go to college and learn more than waste my time here. And they were like, all right. Really? They let you go, huh? They were like, all right. This was when I was 15, and they were like, go for it. Like, you can stay here until the end of the year, and, you know, once you're 16 at that second half of the year, you can test out of here. And so I was like, sweet. And so I had to go, like, once a week, but it was like, deliver something to the art teacher. Right, (laughs) right. Yeah, they're going to actually... Arbitrary bullshit. Yeah, because really what it is, it, they lose money. Oh, yeah, yeah, there, exactly. You know? It's such bullshit. Yeah, so... So I remember you get out of high school, right, and we're around, we're doing... You were putting on shows, you know what I mean, back in the day. You were doing a lot of things. But you're a drummer, you play drums. Yeah. You know what I mean? And now, the shows, it was just like, started out as volunteering as this like young kid. Right. It was like, oh, well, someone's got to work the door. Well, you, there was points where you couldn't get into the place. Well, yeah, right? And some were like, hey, David can work the door because yeah. he can't come in anyway. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, you know, so and, they, and but then, you started taking shit on your own. Yeah, because you know I mean? like, then it was, like, getting to the point where I was like, I want to see this band. You know what I mean? And yeah. we were, like, that perfect stop between L.A. and San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And it was like, bands would either stop in Bakersfield or just, you know, or here or just skip over. Right. And I was just getting to this point where I was like, man, I really want to see this band. So... I'm going to just shoot them yes, shoot an email. Yeah. Back then, I was like on message boards on Viva La Vinyl and stuff. And so a lot of like DIY bands were just like, you know, posting and be like, here's the dates we're trying to fill. And these are like the rough yeah. areas. And I'd be, it was kind of like book your own fucking, book life. Your own fucking life. Yeah, yeah. you know, it was the same kind of mentality. And 
But was, online. Yeah, exactly. Which was so, like, foreign to so many people. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I remember people time. are like, wait, you don't just, like, call or, like, yeah, you know. I remember just cold calling games. Oh, yeah, Like, just up. like, hey, can we have a show here? <laughs> yeah. On uh, blah, blah, blah. And they're all, who the fuck are you? Yeah. And, like, you know, that's how you used to do it. You yeah. Know? And the internet changed it all, you know? Yeah, and it, it really was, like, that was the first phase of it. And through there, it was, like, there was, like, this ongoing thread in that message board back then of, like, who to hit up in each town, you know right. what I mean? Right. And like, so like a be, real catalog. Yeah, and so people teams. would hit me up and just be like, hey, I, you know, heard you're the contact, you can help us out with the show. And that's where, you know, some of the stuff happened. Some of it was me reaching yeah. out to bands I wanted to see. and For sure. And I just, I was like, yeah, if I'm going to do this, I'm just going to do it, you know? And I remember, like, also being like, I want to, like, create some hospitality too i remember some shows i would like actually make a bunch of food ahead of time for right. the bands and stuff and right. you know try to just like put a lot of energy into it and then you know that rolled in to me doing like uh shows in santa barbara and galita but then i got right. the job working at skate street you know right. which ended up turning into alpine and all that and i was you know volunteering there for years and yeah. they were just kind of like well you want a job you're turning 17 right. can actually, yeah, like, totally, man. pay yeah. you like a full-time job and i was like yeah you know what yeah. I mean? this sounds great and so i took that job and then you know there man we we did so much you know uh over those years and had a lot of really bigger bands and great you know yeah. opportunities to book stuff that normally i wouldn't have been able to book anywhere else or yeah, like too much that i didn't want to take on but they also had a, like a 60 40 venue favor not horrible, but, like, still not great. And right. Especially for shows that aren't going to do as well. So I started doing, like, you know, my days off. I'd be running DIY shows at the practice space right. with you or yeah. in Santa Paula. Or we'd be, you know, at Casa de la Raza right. or Pink Mailbox or Bico or whatever, you yeah. know. The Lana Club, if it was, like, a straight-edge vegan show. Right. Yeah, <laughs> you definitely. know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we just kind of, like, <clears throat> I worked with friends and we uh, created this thing called, like, Scimitar Co-op for a while and that was just like me Aaron Belcher Rudy right um Chuck and like Chris and there's a handful of us that were just like we want to do cool stuff yeah you know and I it's mean? all based in community building and yeah. fucking keeping that keeping that shit alive you know what I mean yeah there's some fucking amazing shows that came through there you know what I mean like yeah. especially in the Santa Barbara area in those dude, later Casa, days Casa de la Rosa was fucking I remember off the when hook, dude Aaron found that spot. I mean, it was a spot back in the 80s. Like, we've, you know, yeah. seen photos of, like, Black Flag and stuff playing there. But yeah. I just remember Aaron hitting me up one day. He's like, dude, Torch, Scimitar, right. and we're doing it. And I was like, we are? What? Like, yeah. yeah. You yeah. know, and at that time, I was, you know, just like, wow. Yeah. Okay. This is like, the beginning of Torch, Yeah, too, yeah. Right? And that was and, like... I think Ox got to play. Yeah, it, right? it was... Ox, yeah. yeah, it was... Y- y'all, uh, Mars. Yeah. Uh, and then... Black Cobra right. and Torch. Yeah. And I think that was maybe it. I don't know. I think that I mean, sounds about right. I know Akimbo played a crap load of times. They would yes. just like <laughs> come through town all the time and, yeah. and play there. But that was like the beginning of it. And we did it in the front room, which we never did again because that room just echoed like crazy. It was gnarly, dude. And to watch Torch there was like, they they had just barely had enough material for the record. Yeah. And I remember watching them, I was like, God damn, the boom string, the whole deal, you know oh, what I mean? Yeah. It, that band influenced me a lot. I, I was a huge fan of Floor yeah. before that, you know totally. what I mean? But to watch them do that, and then, then they did a shitload of Floor songs, oh, dude, yeah. and I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is awesome, and then the you know? PA went out, and then everybody's just, like, singing along, and right, just like, man. 
Oh, it was, it was great. Killer, man. Yeah, and that was just like the beginning of it. I think the only other time we did a show in that front room was like Hail Shock came and uh, that was a lot of fun. And I still don't know why we did in that front room because that room just like it was bad. It yeah. just echoed like free. You know, the sound was just horrible in there. Yeah. But yeah, it was. I love that spot. Like I love that there was like all these different rooms or even the big room you can like put up those like room dividers partition and like make off. Yeah, yeah partition off sure. a, a little yeah. like tiny. I remember. Well, Iron Lung, Endless Blockade, right. uh, Hatred Surge show there, and we like we're like, huh? How do we make this room smaller? You know, yeah. <laughs> we just like yeah. took it yeah. and made it this like tiny little yeah. room, and it was awesome. Yeah. Or like in the summertime, we'd do the shows out in the back um, yeah, courtyard. The patio, right? Oh yeah. yeah, it was awesome. And it was like we'd get away with it. I think I had the cops roll through a few times, and they actually didn't fuck with us. They yeah. were like, it's so shocking. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because the amount just, of fucking gnarly volume coming oh, out of that place yeah. was insane. Yeah, and it was just, it was a courtyard. It was a wide open. Yeah, literally. You know I mean? and, and, we, and a walled-in courtyard. <laughs> yeah. So I'm sure the fucking... It just went straight up. Yeah, yeah, straight up into the world. And, yeah. you know, like, the, the couple times we had cops roll through when I was doing stuff, it was like, hey, like, just pour out your beer, you know what I mean? Yeah. We're, we're cool with it. And we're like, okay, you know, I, they didn't want to fuck with us. And I was like, sweet. All right. And then I remember one time, I don't know if it was like Thou or somebody, mm. maybe it wasn't Thou, I don't remember. Someone that was pretty loud, uh, it was that band Towers. Oh, um, yeah. They were okay. playing, and I think it was like, it was running late, like after, you know, 10 o'clock, because we tried to be done by 10. Right, It was right, outside, because right. we were like... We don't have the cops shutting this down. And they were actually, they showed up, and I'm working the door, and I'm like, shit. I'm Here we go. Yeah, and I'm like, the band just started. I'm like, Ugh. And they were like, no, no, just let them finish their set. It's fine. And I was like, whoa. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah totally. You know, but I, I I mean, that is such a rare thing, I feel like, for yeah. cops to allow that. But it was like, hello, we're an all-ages space at a community center, right. you know what I mean? We're giving money to, back to the community center. It's helping them out. Oh, yeah. To, it kept their, them alive for yeah, years. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, uh, they wanted, you know, they were doing so much stuff in the community outside of what we were doing. We were just, like, helping them, you know, with rent and stuff. And it was just cool. It was like we were planning that out where it would be like, well, you know, this show is going to be huge. We're still going to pay the bands really well, but we're going to put a, a little bit of money aside for those shittier shows. So right, when a yeah. band comes through and maybe it's not a big turnout, we can still pay them well. You totally, know? man. And that was the important thing. It was like, yeah. you're building toward, you know, yeah, you take, obviously, like, a cool show that does pretty well. Yeah. Yeah, if, you know, if it's, when it's not about, you know, when you guys had the collective going, it was like, because it wasn't about banking money for oh, somebody. Totally. It was just yeah. about banking money for the next thing yeah, that needed totally. the help. You know what yeah. I mean? It was truly like a DIY yeah. fucking thing. And that's like so fucking rad because it's so rare. It's always a promoter trying to make fucking oh, 10%. Totally. Yeah. You know what I mean? Always, Someone's always trying to get paid. You know, when we would play in LA, yeah. you know, we would deal with promoters and shit. And it was like, you didn't know what the fuck was going on. You know what yeah. I mean? But always out here, and especially up there in Santa Barbara, like when you were doing shows and I was doing shows, you know, before Numb School, you yeah. know, came kind of came back. Um, you know, it was it was really about community because yeah. I you know I talked about it before, but you know, giving someone your last hundred and fifty dollars, yeah, you know what I mean, and Straight knowing up. it's you're fucked for a month, uh, yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. But like, it's, it's getting a, them, you know, the gas money and stuff they need to like keep going. It's right, like, man. Yeah. I mean, and the thing is, it's like then when you're on the road, they're going to return the favor when you're in their town. You know what I mean? And that's right. all about. You hope. It's all about <laughs> you hope. yeah. You hope. Not There's been the plenty of times where I'm like, come dude, on, really, man, <laughs> yeah. you cheap motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah, but, you yeah. know, like, 
I always wanted that like same hospitality, and that's always like been my mentality with it. You know, yeah. I've you know never toured with my own bands, but like roadied for a bunch of folks, and like oh, yeah. people just opening up their doors, feeding me, and like you know giving me the royal treatment in these you know spaces. I'm the dude selling merch, you know, like loading yeah. some gear, like totally. oh thanks, you know. So yeah. yeah, it's it was great, and it was a great time. Even when I was doing shows in LA, like before I moved to uh, Colorado a few years back, um, it was the same shit. Like, I found a, a space. Like, friends were hitting me up, like, I can't get a show in L.A., can you help out? And I was like, well, I don't really want to, like, do shows again. And yeah. But then I, like, landed in it, and <clears throat> all of a sudden, I had the all-star lanes, like, right. there was a spot, that, a block from my house, and I was getting drunk a bowling, bowling there, <laughs> you know, yeah. bowling alley with a, a bar in a Chinese restaurant that right. we could do shows in and make yeah. it all ages, but everyone could still drink. I was like, there's some weird loophole here, and I'm going to bank off of it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we're going to capitalize. And the thing is, like, they never charged me a dime to rent shows. Really? Not a dime. Wow. And, uh... Well, because the bar alone probably did they just were fine. Ki- you know? They were killing <clears throat> it, you know? they were The lanes were full every show night. Yeah. It was just packed in there. The bar was killing it. They loved us, you know? Yeah. And it, it started me just doing a few shows, but then, like, TJ and Maddie and, like, you know, all the homies, like, in that neighborhood at the time, we just all kind of came together. We started right. doing DJ nights. We started just, like, becoming a spot where we could do all ages shows. And, you know, we gave 100% of the doors, you know, to the bands. And, like, to right. be able to do that. And then the place also, like, would give everyone free drinks, you know, right. like, yeah. still on top of it. It was like... Wow, this is like a steal. what a w- weird special spot. Yeah, right? you know what yeah. I mean. And it was great. I mean, that for me was like being able to do like have the dudes from Big Business hit me up and be like, "Yo, can you help me out with the show?" Yeah, in LA, there you know where they live. Town, yeah. Essentially, yeah, now yeah. Uh, you know a band that I've seen at you know Troubadour and these other places mm-hmm. and stuff. You know, bigger venues are like wanting to just play the the small spot, and they had played there I think years before and stuff, yeah. but kind of you know fluctuated on people doing stuff there and not but yeah that that's the good, the good stuff you know like we well yeah that, i mean it's stuff. cool because that's that when you do it right yeah that is the reward it's, yeah uh, you had a fucking great time and yeah. everyone had a good time exactly. and th- now this band can continue on totally and do whatever they got to do you know what i mean yeah. everyone had a fucking good time you know yeah I mean? being able to like give the band you know donate your time and energy so that the band can make some money like some I think them, they were doing it as, like, a tour kickoff, so then they would have a bunch of money to, like, hit the road yeah. with, and it's, like, sweet, you know? I know, like, Jared's got some kids and stuff, and it was, like, yeah. they're trying to make a living off this stuff, you know what yeah, I mean? Man. And it's, like, if I can help and just, like, volunteer some of my time and, yeah. like, get it, why not, you know? Yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, it's it was always so fun, you know? And for yeah. you to be, you've always had such a great attitude about it. You've, I've never seen you stray in a weird way or be unauthentic about any of the shit you're doing you know what i mean and it's always been so nice because you it's so rare that especially like being a kid from here i think you you end up being pretty grounded pretty quick like growing up in la you're probably grounded too but the guys what happens is the guys that move to la yeah they get in this fucking loop of (laughs) just you know i don't know I don't know what it is, you know, like just, mentality uh, or celebrity chasing yeah, kind of yeah, shit, yeah. you know, what in whatever scene that is, you totally. know what I mean? Yeah. But you never, you, I mean, you, you, you moved to LA, you're, you're working in the porn industry. I'm like, <laughs> what are you doing? What are you, bro? What's up with your cock? Like, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, what are you doing? He's slinging dick. Like, yeah. you know, no man, you know, so how yeah. did you get into that? Like, what the fuck? 
Uh, that was through uh, Jason Campbell. Uh, yeah. Who I roadied for his bands, and mm-hmm. uh, I think he needed help doing some mom and pop stuff initially before the porn stuff, and he just was like, dude, I know you don't have a job. You want to get into this stuff, and you try to make fan sites, and you don't know what the hell you're doing. Right, let me, like, yeah. Let me get you set up. So he just like hired me. I would go out to his house and see me, and he'd be like, all right, read this tutorial, or do this tutorial, read this like blog mm-hmm. site, and build, build this thing. And I was like, all right. Yeah. And I just had to like figure it out. You yeah. know? He was there to support me. And, right. But he gave me that opportunity, and that, that always meant the world to me, because like that's where you know, how I got... That's a jumping off point. Yeah, yeah you man. know. And I just, I wanted someone to just take a chance on me. I'm like, I'll, I, I will prove myself yeah. and I'll figure this out, you know. This is before there was, like, coding camps and, like, design boot camps and stuff, which right. are, like, really common and stuff now and how a lot of people get into it. But yeah. I was just like, no, like, I just had a buddy that was like, go build this thing. Here's some here's of the, the tools. Here's the know? basic building blocks. Figure it out. Yeah. You know what I mean? And from there, uh, it was like a year later, he ended up at this company. He had, like worked in call centers and stuff I think or uh-huh. something in the the porn industry before that and at this point he was working at this marketing company he's like dude you want this job and I was like it's gonna move to Portland but I don't know I guess I'll like money sounds nice. yeah I was like I'll, I'll just go and like check it out you know right. and I like drive to the valley straight up like Silicon Valley you know yeah. what I mean that's you know yeah. Silicon Valley no. uh, yeah it is Right now, oh, like to... actual silicone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I get you. Yeah, <laughs> I just got it. Yeah, <laughs> I get you. Like dildos. Yeah. <laughs> so I go to this office. It's right next to the Van Nuys Airport. It's like that, mm-hmm. like in the you know porn industry. So it's but... not the vivid building. But no, it's, no. It's yeah, this is around right. this like the corner from a digital playground, one of the studios, which was our big client. It was like a marketing company, and it was like only a few of us worked there. And we were, like, running the affiliate program. So, like, all the, like, ads you'd see on the internet and stuff drawing you to, like, websites, we were the ones making that content and updating their websites and drawing traffic. And, like, anybody, like, a webmaster, quote-unquote, anyone with a website could go sign up for free, grab those ads, put them on their site and draw traffic. And for every X amount of, you know, sell they made, they made a percentage off it. Yeah. And we'd be the ones cutting the checks to them, you know what I mean? Like, we were the company that managed all of that for for these big studios, you know what I mean? And I was just like, whoa. (laughs) I mean, obviously, you know, everyone watches porn, right? Yeah. yeah. How fast were you desensitized? You're like, what the fuck? Instantly. Instantly, You're like, okay, porn's boring now. And there's all this, like, always this weird stigma, and I think a lot of it, like, growing up in, you know, the Christianity stuff as a young kid, and then... Like, in the punk scene, there was always this, like, at the time, I'm this murky, like, where's that boundaries? And I had a lot of discussions with a lot of different friends in it, you know? Right. Like, there was, like, we want to be sex positive, but, like, where's that, like, boundaries of it and stuff? Yeah, know? no, because there was a time where, it, you know, like, especially punk rock, yeah. you know, they viewed porn as disrespect, disrespectful oh, to women, totally. right? Yeah, yeah. And then I remember the culture changing at some point, oh, totally. and it was like, no, like... You know, I mean, yeah, and obviously there's so many pornos made with broken people. Oh, you know what I mean? without a doubt. But there was a point at which I remember, like, porn and the conversation around sex work yeah. switching. And this was, you know, pre-before, this is, like, before this last wave of Oh, shit, yeah, totally. You know what I mean? Like, and I remember, like, eventually, like, a lot of the punks and a lot of people that were 
involved in the scene were actually starting to make moves on their own. Yeah. They were starting to leave these massive studios and do their own content, totally. finding out on the internet. Yeah. And then it became like, well, this is what I want to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so it's like, well, now who are you to fucking say that every porn star is a broken yeah, broken human. Straight up. You know what I mean? It was like it was a weird conversation I remember yeah. back in the day. And even like getting that job and meeting the people I worked with there, they changed my perspective. Like the culture was so inclusive and like, you know, sex positive as I know it now, but at right. the time I was just like people were like, "Well, how is it there?" And I was like actually like more understanding and like open and inclusive than anything you You've know like even more that. like than the like punk scene in some you know oh instances. for sure dude. and i was just like wow this is really cool and yeah I, I thought it was you know it was just a wild experience and i was only there for like less than a year the funniest thing that ever happened to me was like i was supposed to go on tour with glass and ashes for mm-hmm. six and a half weeks in europe right and right like before my like boss she was like kind of high up in the porn industry she came from vivid and stuff and i'm like you know sense of humor like no other but like was also like super crazy business yeah yeah when i told her i was like gonna be gone for six and a half weeks like one day she like just walks in my office like get in my car and i'm like okay sure why not and she's like straight faced though i was like whatever and she's like get in the porsche you know i'm going in the porsche driving around the valley and i'm like where are we going she's like you don't get asked questions. And I was like, oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll see what happened. Yeah. We, like, go in this back alley, and I'm like, where the hell are we going? And, like, we, like, roll up, and all of a sudden I see, like, a Statue of Liberty prop, and I'm like, huh? And we get out of the car, we look, and there's this giant pirate ship. And I'm like, what the fuck? It's the set of Pirates 2, the, like, highest budget porn ever made it the scene. <laughs> no <way. laughs> Took me on the set because she thought I didn't want I wouldn't come back to work for her after the tour, and so she okay. wanted to convince me to come back and work for her. <laughs> so she, so took she you like to watch introdu- the porno? yeah, she like introduced me to Belladonna, Sasha Gray, and all these like, oh, stars. Sure, yeah. and she was also trying to like schmooze them and grab their business, and, of course, yeah, and stuff. But it was just like hilarious. I'm like, no, I want a job when I get back. Yeah. I like. It wouldn't be the other way around that yeah. I wouldn't want to come back and yeah. work for you. I would have been. I mean, it would have been wild if she took you in there and blew you. Hey, I'm coming back. Yeah, we're coming back, baby. Yeah. We're good. You know, oh man. And it yeah. was, but yeah, it was wild. I was just like, now what I was expecting, and yeah. the opposite of like, no, most people like coming back for six and a half weeks are worried about losing their job, not like. Yeah. leaving their job I'm right like, <laughs> yeah for sure man so that was a that was an experience and yeah it was funny i was like all right whatever yeah man i mean it was just such you know it's such a funny thing because i was i'm always shot shot every time it's like we only talk every fuck six months a yeah, year. yeah. And every time i talk to you you're like yeah i'm doing this i'm all how the fuck <laughs> what are you doing you know what yeah, I mean? yeah. like, okay all right cool yeah. man but you know so you were in la for a long time and then you moved to portland Right, yeah. and you were there for years. No, I was only there for like a year or two. Year or two, and, yeah. Okay. And then I well, two back. years for me. Yeah, family yeah. stuff was going on and stuff, and I was starting my own design agency at the time with a buddy in LA, and I was just like, I really don't want to move back, but like, right. I this I just got to like yeah. all the signs are pointing this way, and so I did, and with every intention of moving back to Portland, you and, liked it up there. Yeah, I loved it, and yeah. like a year or two after being back, I ended up. Uh, meeting my now partner Sarah and like convinced her to move to Portland with me mm-hmm. she was sold nice. and I was like nah I don't really want to move there let's go do something <laughs> just else just kidding yeah. yeah and we her parents live up in the mountains uh, 
like an hour and a half like to the Rocky Mountains up in Colorado and mm-hmm. they had moved there they lived in their RV for like seven eight years or something and oh, wow. ended up there like 12 years ago just to kind of retire and hang out there and we visited them a bunch and then I would like we take these day trips down you know Fort Collins Loveland Boulder and stuff and I was just like Colorado seems cool. I could probably live here, but none of these places. Like, I yeah, yeah. And then, like, I think the last day we ended up on this one trip, like, going to Denver to meet up with my cousins who live out there. And, and then I like had this epiphany of like, oh shit, I've been to Denver when I was like sixteen on tour, right. like riding for Shock and Wedding, meeting up with like Lydon Kansas and stuff, and mm-hmm. seeing the skyline like triggered it. And then like we just drove around, and I was like, this is where I want to live. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm like, I yeah. want something different. I want to try something new. Yeah, like where and you can do your job now yeah, from anywhere, anywhere right? Yeah. Remotely, like there may be if t- there was a time where you had to be at the office, yeah, yeah. you know, because you've been working from home for longer than anybody. Yeah, you know I what I mean? been doing so, it since since I started, pretty much. I yeah. mean, there was like small periods in LA where I had to commute in, but like yeah. for the most part, yeah, I've been doing it from home this whole time. So yeah. I was just, and at that time, I was running my own design agency, so I was like, I, I could do you whatever do I want. You know what want. I mean? yeah. Client wants me to fly in, sure, I'll fly in on their dime, otherwise they can get on a video call, you know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah, I moved there just doing that. Yeah, that's crazy, man. I mean, and so, you've been in Denver a few years at this point. Yeah, right? almost I six, mean, almost six years in October. And, and you feel acclimated that's your home now? Yeah. You got any like, plans we, to get the fuck out of there, or what? The funny thing is, I've moved there just like, I just want to go try it out. Uh-huh. I never thought it was going to work out. I never, like, had a plan beyond that. Yeah. Um, we almost, like, moved to Portland, like, in the first year because we didn't really, like, have friends. Like, being in your 30s in a relationship and trying to meet new people. Right. It's weird. very challenging and you work yeah. from home. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that was wild. Sarah got a job making prosthetics and the like trans community out there oh AKA, really like penises you know for, oh, weird. Yeah, okay. yeah yeah she had made sex dolls in la and like then some yeah. other stuff so she had a lot of experience and you know picked up some jobs and stuff and over the years we just like made some friends and real like it all comes back to ventura like it all comes yeah. back to the 86 house how i know all my friends and my community there is because i ran into luke fairchild ah, from get some yeah and it's like meet luke we had met you know in the past just like in passing and stuff right. and then him going oh fucking 86 man and like pulls up he's got an 86 tattoo like right yeah yeah and that's Chuck right. both have him and and we started hanging out a bunch and through him met some friends and then from those friends met more friends and you know and right it just you finally just met that community yeah and it finally just started to happen and it was like cool and you know then covid hit i felt like oh man like I, thankfully i have a community now, now before it hit yeah. but like even that, I was, like, meeting more friends and, like, trying to get more involved with shows and stuff and helping folks out and, you know, playing music with people finally and, like, then the, you know, COVID hit. Then I was COVID like, so oh, shit. shit. But, yeah. It yeah, was... those Get Some guys are, I mean, shout out. I love you guys. I love yeah. you guys. Chuck, Luke, all the, you know what I mean? Yeah, all yeah. those guys, man. Um, I mean, they're just such goddamn sweethearts, oh, you know what I mean? And we yeah. met them all with, in accordance with the plans we like for SARS and all yeah. that shit, you know, Neil, all those guys. Yeah. And, um. And uh, I just remember, like, meeting him, and it was a band, Plains was a band that you were like, this band is, like, they're fucking weird, but, like, they seem unlifelike, like, they seem, like, unattainably big, you know what I mean? Like, they had such a wild cult following, and then you meet them, and they're such goddamn sweethearts. You know, and then you start meeting, you know, then we meet Get Some, we meet all these other bands, 
and it, it's like instantly like now there's this Ventura Denver connection totally you know, and yeah you know I I fucking I don't get to talk to any of those guys yeah. anymore really you know what I mean just because life's life but you know I, I just remember so many times like those guys would come through and it's always yeah. a fucking hang it's always a party yeah They're sweethearts yeah you know what I mean when we'd go through we'd stay with them and all that when they stayed in they lived in some fucking like brick half ass yeah warehouse oh, like it's yeah. freezing dude yeah. <laughs> I was like what is going on how are you guys surviving like in the winter you know but they're they're savages yeah, you know yeah what I totally. mean? but i don't know how garrett's doing i don't know how any yeah. of that shit's going on you know what i mean like what's I, give me a give me a denver report dude what's i mean happening? from what i know about what's going on with him i heard like the cancer came back and stuff and, oh. but i'm just finding out like through friends and stuff yeah. um i don't know how it's really going uh i was never you know I've met him back in the day, but he doesn't live out there. He lives, you know... Yeah, out, he's a family man. He's yeah, like, he lives outside of Chicago and right. stuff. Um, I know Neil moved out there when mm. um, when that all started, so I haven't seen Neil in a while. Yeah. But I see Chuck, and, you know, we talk and catch up with each other, you know. Even during COVID, we'd be texting each other, checking in on each mm-hmm. other. Um, he was doing his, like, pedal... Uh, yeah, he's building pedals. His pedals and yeah. stuff, helping him out with getting the shop on Big Cartel for that, and... Um, yeah, you know, Luke, I love the guy that pieces, yeah. has had some really rough times. I know, and, yeah. And I've tried to be there for him and stuff, and <clears throat> I haven't seen him during COVID, but it sounds like he's doing really well. Oh, that's good. He's, uh, that's clean, good to hear. Yeah. Because he is one of the funnest humans I've ever met. Oh, yeah. But he's always on that line of dangerous. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, and you're totally. like, you love him to death, yeah. you love him to fucking death, but yeah. it's dangerous. You yeah, know what I mean? Totally. Like, uh, you know, I just... I. My heart, yeah. I just, I wanted. I, there's not one human on earth I want to see do well. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and I'm sure in his own way he is okay. But yeah. You know, I know there was a, there was a lot of fucking, just like yeah, I was like, God damn it, please. Yeah. Dude. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, and yeah, that's you know, he he might be one of the first people that you really see that you're like, man, yeah, you can't get out of it. Huh? Yeah. Like, and my, you know, having I have family members that are the same. You know, it's like when yeah. you see that shit set in. Yeah. And you're like, you just can't yeah. get out of it. You know what I mean? It's, he, it's heartbreaking. You and know? I, I think he's been doing really good that, from that, what I'm awesome. hearing. And yeah. I was supposed to come out with a quits, you know, his band quits mm-hmm. on Brody for them like two years ago. And I'm kind of glad it did. And I heard it, it got pretty bad when they got to town here, actually. Yeah, they, yeah, they yeah. broke up here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they broke up here. I think they're a band again, but like... Oh, they are? Oh, yeah, that's for a while they were. Yeah, because the last time they played in Ventura, yeah. it was like... I was all, uh-oh, because yeah. I was, we were with Glass and Ashes when yeah. they broke up, basically, oh, yeah, yeah. and that was very, like, Ooh. you were like, woo, yeah. like, this is, yeah. I've never seen a band implode on each other, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean, like, and that was just inner turmoil with yeah. the bandmates and all that stuff, but, like, when they were here, you know, I was like, I was, that night, you know what I mean, I was like, there is some tension in this oh, motherfucker, yeah. dude, and then I heard that it all went down, essentially, I think in 86, yeah, or that at night, Sh- at Shimer's, I think, Shimer, maybe, it might yeah, have been, yeah, yeah I don't, it was somewhere here, yeah. you know, but it just fucking got, you know, I was like, it's, but when they rolled into town, you could tell there was a massive, like, yeah. wall, and you're like, god damn, being in a band, dude, you yeah. know what I mean, it's like, having five girlfriends you can't fuck, you yeah. know what I mean, it's ridiculous, it's, yeah. it's crazy, but I'm glad to hear, hopefully, everyone's doing well, yeah, you know? yeah, it seems like it, I'm gonna try to catch a game with Luke soon. We're yeah. big baseball boys, so we go to a lot of baseball games together. So how is it? How is it? I mean, Dodgers fan, obviously. Yeah, is... me through and through, and he's a Rockies fan. So like, oh, so it's like a love hate. Oh yeah, That's I mean, awesome. mainly love because you know there's a superior team. Obviously, <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean. Obviously, I mean, yeah. 
let's let's look at the the numbers in the playoffs. Yeah, just look at the stats, yeah, exactly. And just uh, look at just the pure facts. Uh, yeah. But yeah, we go to games together, and that's how it all our friendship like really blossomed. Was just going to games, and yeah, and you know he'd take me to a, you know random bars and places and stuff to go hang out afterwards, and yeah, that's where I ended up at Bar Bar and fucking you know, Bar Bar, <laughs> dude. God, the damn story that of Maddie. Place. That's where Maddie pissed on me, dude. Yeah. yeah, that that is the wildest fucking bar. Oh, yeah, One of them. You know it's I mean? definitely a spot where. I've, is it still around? Oh, it's definitely still around, and it's definitely been a spot where. I've been there when the sun's coming back up. Yeah. No, we we barely got out of there yeah, alive. Yeah, I yeah. mean, you know, thank God Manassi and Nick, the bass yeah. player, does not yeah. drink because we would have had to live there. I yeah, think. yeah. We would have been still in Denver. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. I don't think we would have got out. out. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, but how yeah. did you tran so you work at Big Cartel now. Yeah. How like how did you land that gig? Uh and do you at, like it there? Yeah, yeah. So I was like, at this point in my life, I've been doing this for like, you know, the stuff since I was 18 years old, full time. You know? Right. I just. Now you're the age of Jesus. You know <laughs> right. I, mean? I was just like 15 years of, do, or at the time it was like 13 or so years of doing this. I've been there for about two years. But it was like, I want to work for someone that like actually ties in my communities. Like I'm sick right. of working for tech startups with, you know, big, you know, investors behind everything and right. it's just like making the investors rich and all this i'm just like i can't do this i can't like feel good about it so yeah. i just made like a short list of like places i would want to work that would like contribute back to what i care about and i just would look every monday and see if any of them were hiring. oh really okay and i saw that big cartel was hiring and like wrote them one day and i got it heard back and then had a you know series of interviews and and stuff and like they ended up hiring me and yeah. I, I got the yeah. job and it's been really rad. Like, I mean, for the first time in my career, I'm like, Oh cool. I'm making stuff that bands and labels and artist friends people benefit from. Yeah. Like benefit the general from, public. Yeah. yeah. Like I, like a year ago, got to design a theme called roadie. And like now I see so many bands and labels like using it. And it's just like, dude, I, I created that thing that, yeah, is now being used for these sites. You like know as I mean? a template for yeah, yeah. how to set it? Okay, yeah, yeah. awesome. So it's like, I think even to get yeah. heavy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's weird. Yeah. Yeah, we're using it. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> For sure. And so like, to be able to contribute back as my job, you know, a place where I get paid well and get taken care of, they moved to support eight work weeks, like... Oh, really? Yeah, like a year ago during the pandemic and then kept it indefinitely after like the CEO, she's like, it's changed my life. Like checked in with the whole company. Everyone's like, yes. Like wow. Really? And so we only work. Is for, it tens or still no, eights? Just like eights get, get wow. done and stuff. You know, there's a little like shift uh, for the support people on which days they like are able to yeah. work and stuff. But it's really awesome. And you know, we're a small company. The you know founded by the two founders who started the thing and they're still involved. They yeah. they step back like right before I started. Like the day-to-day but they're still you know the founders they've never sold it they didn't get like outside investors and stuff um and it's just all independently owned and you know uh i think 40 50 of us wow and it's you know been around for like 16 17 years now and it's great like they don't take a fee you know what i mean yeah it's amazing i mean they take a a monthly fee but they don't take a transaction fee which is so rare for most companies to be in a position where they can not do that you know what i mean yeah. and that ties a lot into like my own ethics and like mm-hmm. something that i believe in and 
you know, meeting these a, a group of people that all feel the same way, and like it's a company. And yes, it's a it's still a for profit company, and you know, um, it's a for profit company that actually like wants to help people grow and like build a business. Yeah. You know what I mean, and like make a living off of this. And you know, what's the bare minimum we can ask for to like stay in business, but not like take from people's actual like sales, right? So right. you could be making so much money like processing so many orders and be have so many products and stuff and it's still going to be the same rate you know right of 10 or 20 bucks a month or you could have a free plan there's a free plan where they don't even take any money and they don't charge you for the transaction so it's like i don't know like any company that's gonna like yeah yeah, it's gonna operate in that way you know unless i'm doing like non-profit work this is finally like a company i believe in and like really like has this backbone that i can feel good about you know yeah. and i just for years i i didn't work in the tech industry there's just so many because that's people. i mean the, the, and it, you're right i mean because tech industry is about making money oh i mean it's, make, it's about making shareholders money yeah, and yeah, investors yeah. money and yeah you know obviously maybe they're developing products that'll help the general public yeah but when to to be able to work for a company that truly cares yeah like about helping other people make money yeah you know yes i'm sure big cartel's doing just fine yeah you know what i mean like totally but like for them to step back and be like okay well what's enough yeah. like to even ask that question like right. it's the punkest shit ever right you know what and, I mean? like, and it was started by like at least one of the founders was like a dude in bands wanting to sell his merch figuring out how to sell his own yeah. merch right yeah. yeah and i mean that's how it all started and so like that's what made me like drawn to them in the first place and then you know more i've been there and you know the way they've just been like trying to change and shape the company to take care of us and like create this like space of this really nice work-life balance and right care about their employees it's it's really shocking (laughs) after like all these other jobs i've had i'm just like Whoa, okay. Yeah, because, like, I mean, deadlines are deadlines, and fucking, they don't care how you no, get there. You know what I mean? They don't even, like, care. Yeah, like, Big Cartel doesn't even care about deadlines. Like, sometimes that's, like, a problem to us, you know what I mean? But it's not, because we care. Like, we're going to get it done, you know what I mean? We're yeah. we're going to get this feature out, and if it takes longer, it takes longer. But it shouldn't jeopardize someone's personal life to do yeah. that. If someone needs to, like, step away and take time, you know, to handle their life shit, mental health, whatever, like, they're yeah. so supportive of it, and it's, like... Whoa! You know, and also, that shocking. creates a better product, oh, right? Because when it does come out, it's going to work. Yeah, yeah. And it's not going to be full of fucking bugs, and glitches, <laughs> yeah, exactly. and bad rollout, totally. and a shit marketing plan. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like when you allow your employees to do their job, yeah, you can get some pretty goddamn good work <laughs> right? out of them without exactly. someone micromanaging the fuck out of you. Yeah, right? and when you allow people to only work four days a week and they got three days to rest and like can actually unwind and not think about work. They come back refreshed and ready like, to work. Yeah, and yeah, I, that's, totally. And I'm like, that's how I am. I'm like excited when I'm like, whoa! I just like had a three day weekend again. You know? Yeah. What I mean? that's well, like, and also, I mean, when you think about it, like when I go on vacation, right? Yeah. It takes me two days to unwind. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And then you get, you know, totally. if I'm off a week or whatever. But by day five, I'm ready to go back to work. Yeah, like, exactly. Because you know I mean? that's, I mean, that's, that's how it's beat into Americans' heads. Yeah, like, straight up. what are you doing, lazy shit? Get back yeah. to work, you know? But I really am like. I'm not bummed. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. To go back to work, and especially if you have an environment that's like promoting that, promoting yeah. mental health and yeah. families and all this shit. It's oh like, yeah, dude, they how like could it get also better, just like know? changed like the uh, the you know, parental leave uh, 
maternity oh, leave. Oh, maternity leave. But yeah. yeah, but they changed it, you know, so it's like more inclusive for, you know, men and women. Right. And it's like 16 weeks or something Damn. flat for everybody. Like, yeah. they also got like sabbaticals after like five years, like six weeks sabbatical. Wow. Just like really care about people. And I just, I love that. I love yeah. that I found a place where that's happening. And also where I could like talk to my friends. My friends like that I met up with earlier today in Santa Barbara when we got into town, like she's like making her own like high-end like underwear and stuff and selling it on big cartel you know Mm -hmm. what i mean and then i got friends in the music scene like are you like you know getting your your stuff up or Mm -hmm. you know bands or labels hitting me up or like you know i've me and jensen from iron lung talk a lot just helping him out with stuff with his shop or whatever Mm -hmm. or like if i need a user test something like maybe have him test something out you know what i mean be like dude what do you think of this you know he's a great user to bounce ideas off of and stuff and But he's just a super nice dude, and, like, being able to have those relationships and, like, different people in the, like, punk community be using this product and be the people that I can, like, build things for and design things for and keep them in mind, you know, and, like... That's never that's never been a thing. Never, yeah, never. Yeah. Ad, I, mean, I mean, for a company to allow you to think outside the box yeah. and and try to you know put shit out that just throw shit at the wall and yeah. see kind of what sticks and take ideas. I mean, it's just so massive, you know. Like, yeah, yeah. It really builds a workforce and a product that's fucking killer. You know? Yeah, yeah. I'm so stoked because I couldn't imagine that you would do for very long anything that really killed your soul. You oh, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. And you're one of the real true people. That I, I can't imagine is going to sacrifice his happiness yeah. for a fucking job. You and, know that, I mean? and that's, and that's why it was so intriguing for me that you figured out this fucking path, like, you know, in computers and technology and all this shit, which I'm such a dummy in. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I grinded on the freeway. For I don't know, man. You were pretty, uh, I walked in here, you had shit figured out. So. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah. out of pure terror. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but that's punk rock, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. It's like, we got to make this work. It's yeah, like, yeah. You're my, you're my fucking, uh, uh, you're my guinea pig today, dude. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like, we're recording on a new program. Who knows if it's even working? We Fuck, I don't know, you know? But, uh, yeah, anyway. But, yeah, it's just so cool, man. And I, I, you've always had always this DIY ethics in mind you've always done all these things you know all with not profit not fucking but building communities and building people up I I just love you dude I fucking love you I love you too god damn it (laughs) I'm just so stoked for you I'm proud of you I'm fucking stoked for you dude thanks man you know Um, what do you got going on you playing music what's going on over here uh yeah I I met some friends through uh you know, entry, you know, the band, uh, yeah. Justin put out the song. I mean, I don't know what and, the band. Uh, Daniel Poliot was playing in it for yeah. a bit and stuff. They came through and played with this band, Product Plus, at Muni, on this little, like, bookstore information cafe. And I saw this local band, Product Plus, play and kind of surfy, like, weirdo hardcore. Okay. With these really tough, like, vocals, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah there's a whole surf thing going oh, on. Oh, right yeah. yeah. I don't know what it is. Like, and, the new... And, yeah. It's like the ventures on steroids yeah. shit kind of going on right now in the punk scene. That I'm fine with it, you know yeah. what I mean? But it's weird. It's, it's yeah. There's like this a whole like, surf rock thing. Yeah, and through. this is like, Product List is even less like surf rock, but there's those undertones there, and it's just like really weirdo, cool, hardcore. And yeah. um, they practice at the practice space that my buddy Yancey practices at, and he, you know, was talking to, they ran into each other outside talking while drinking some beers or something, and Auntie was like, oh, well, my buddy David, you know, plays drums, and he doesn't yeah. have anybody to play music with out here, and you put us in touch, and, you know, like, an awkward, you know, 
first date, I was like, I don't know if I want to like meet up with this uh, guy. Yeah, it took like, it weird, took, like a year yeah. or something, you know, because not even, I was playing music on and off with people in LA, but you know, this was like I hadn't even played drums with anyone in like two or three years, and right. to have to be in a room again, I'm like, Ugh, you know what yeah. I mean? Um, but we just finally like connected and met up and. Me and him have been doing stuff, like, a few different projects over the last, like, two years. Yeah. COVID kind of, like, yeah, fucked so it a little bit. Um, we were doing kind of this, like, post-punk uh, project. It was kind of, like, I don't know, like, weird television, like, Kleenex Lily Put. Like, okay. just, like, a mix of kind of, like, some art anarcho, like, punk vibes mixed with, mixed with some post-punk vibes and stuff. Okay. Less on the dark post-punk vibes and more on the, like, weirdo, like, punk sure. vibes and... We were doing that for a while, then COVID hit, and um, then we were doing, like, kind of a, I don't know, like, 90s hardcore shit for a while, mm-hmm. like, San Diego-style, like, screamy hardcore yeah. stuff, and that was short-lived again, and then we were doing a surf project, you know, talking about yeah. the surf, <laughs> yeah. and that stuff, like, he had, that guy could write that stuff, like, all day, yeah. he's just, like, I mean, that's what he grew up on in a lot of ways, and so we were doing that, we had a a handful of songs we learned over at you know Sonic's cover we were like yeah. alright cool we just need to find a singer couldn't find a singer um, so we kind of were like oh, let's put it on the back burner and then Naz some of the, him and like some of the same folks we're doing that project with we uh, just kind of spun off like a more like garagey site longer song surfy right, stuff right. so like in the same vein but that stuff was more like straight like surf rock right, and this right. is more like I kept pushing him I'm like dude okay that but like let's get weird with it <laughs> you know what I mean I'm like I want to like draw these out and me and yeah. him always like bonded over like stuff like I'm on Duel 2 and like mm-hmm. um uh Josephist and like you know a lot of like the older like psych stuff so I'm like dude like let's mix the surfy stuff with this stuff you know and like create something new out of it and so that's yeah. where we're at now and that's what yeah. we're we're doing me um him and um one of our buddies are all doing that and We'll see what happens, you know what I mean? It feels good to be playing music. Yeah, I mean, I don't care. Nothing happens with it. Just like getting in a room and like created with, you know, people. And that's how it's been for me since like last time I played a show. I was like eight or 19 years old, you know? Right. Even in LA, it was like I was so busy with running shows or like doing my career. Like I didn't have time or like the energy or like the right people to like do a consistent thing. So I was jamming with all these different people at different times over those years and just nothing stuck but it was fine because like I was just stoked to be playing right yeah and that's where I'm at right now and I'm sure as like COVID goes if we can find a singer and finally land stuff anyone in Denver here you know want (laughs) to sing for a band hit us up but um Yeah, so we'll, that's where it's at right now. And that's good, we'll man. I'm what, glad to see you play music. Yeah, I mean, you're always, you've always been a great drummer. You know Thanks, what I mean? Man. It just, but you know, I'm 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 the same that if I can't do it a hundred, yeah, I'm not, you know I can't do it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I, I've said it before, but I'm I'm I realize I'm really good at like two or three things. Yeah, I get I can give 90 percent, but when it starts getting past that, now I'm half I'm half assing everything. Yeah, totally. I mean? Yeah, and you have to know that about yourself. Too, totally. You know what I mean? And, yeah, and know yeah. those boundaries and whatnot. And, yeah. Yeah, I mean, at least with this, you know, Ian's busy with product less and some other stuff, and you know, it's and then Patrick, our our buddy who's playing with us too, is in uh, this really rad band, Eagle Wing, total like seventies, okay. like, like late seventies rockers. Dude. <laughs> Hell yeah! Watch out for those dudes. They <laughs> okay. just recorded right. some stuff. This shit is sick as fuck. Nice dude. Um, 
but, you know, that's his main squeeze tea. So we just, you know, we meet up on Wednesdays and, like, sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't. But, yeah. like, to get in the room and just be creative with those folks is great. Yeah. Know? It just it opens up a whole new part of your brain. You know? Totally. Exactly. Well, fuck, dude. I love you. Thanks yeah. so much for coming on the pod. Yeah. Uh, you if you want to throw out some Instagram handles, where can people follow you if you care? Yeah. You know, whatever. I just, I heart food because that's all I do. That's right, man. <laughs> yeah. This guy could eat two large pizzas when he was a kid and literally still eat more food. It was the most incredible thing. And I was like a twig back then. I know. You're like, you ain't looking too bad now, dude. You know what I mean? But yeah. yeah. Anyway, I love you, brother. I love you too, bud. All right, man.